Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you the Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Break It Down with Brian H. You know, we're coming up on episode number 50. But before we get into the official 50th episode, we're going to have another interview. This time with my good friend, my brother from ESPN, Keith The Mac. So make sure you check out this interview. Check out the Mac also. One of the most over guys I've seen. Um, and it's one thing when you know somebody personally, but to see how people react to him. So Keith and I talked about all that. You know, um, I can tell you one thing. There's nobody who's never said anything bad about this guy. And when we do the interview, you'll be able to see why. So here it is. Here's my interview with Keith the Mac. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So. You know, there was a time I, you know, took a trip up north, worked for the four-letter ESPN, and one thing I noticed about the company was there was a lot of wrestling fans. You know, when you get into sports, sports and wrestling tend to intertwine. But then, while I was there, about the first six months, everybody kept telling me, I had to meet this one guy. This one guy is like, you got to meet him. Uh, because he's not only is he a fan, but he's a wrestler. And ladies and gentlemen, I got the Mac on the line, the party starter, my <laughs> son's favorite wrestler. Keith Mac, what's going on, man? What's going on, brother? Glad to finally be on the podcast. I know we've been trying to do this for like forever. It's yeah, been- bro. <laughs> so, man, yeah, you know, it's an honor. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, as I said that, you know, we when we work together, you know, if people, here's one funny story. You remember, I'm, I'm pretty sure you remember this. When the WWE Network first came out and you oh, had yeah. your phone, and I believe we was watching one of the takeovers. Just before takeover was a pay per view, it was just a Wednesday night special. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting there walking through the hallways watching it on your phone. <laughs> yep. So, man, so how's it going, man? It's been going good, man. Just been uh, prepping for the new year. Just got a ton of. Great things coming about in the next few months. So, outside, it's like, you know, outside of wrestling and it, within wrestling, man, it's been crazy. I'm like, so, it's like every week's coming by so fast and it's like new experiences and new doors opening up. So, it's just looking good. That's good, man. So, you know, I was um, doing some research today. You know, obviously, I know a little bit about your career, but oh, you never can be too prepared. That's one of the things I learned from Conrad Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things I noticed, man, have you been put on yet? I've been seeing this thing. You've been going <laughs> on with Syndicate, you know. Um, hey, man, hopefully, hopefully uh, coming up on uh, January 12th at uh, PWX Pure. Uh, it's been posted out there, you know, finally going to get put on. So we're going to see what's going to happen. I'm trying to figure out what's the problem. I don't understand. You, <laughs> you, you seem like somebody who's willing to come and do the dirty work, you know, to be a team player. They're they trying to be all too cool for school. What's the deal? <laughs> 
I don't know, man. Like, I've been asking the question the whole entire past year. Like, yo, can you put me on? But, you know, outside for 2019, I'm going to show them why they need to put me on. So uh, we definitely got some some good things coming up uh, within the next couple months. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, one of the things I liked about the video, man, was that you guys had, uh, you know, you put a little holiday theme to it, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, you ask Santa Claus, man, and look, I tell people all the time, you know, Santa Claus is real to me. Um, okay. He's real. Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I need him to do one more favor before he go to sleep and hibernate for the, until about November on Black Friday. <laughs> I need him to make sure he puts you on. <laughs> Hey man, like I said, hopefully, hopefully miracles will happen on, on uh, Saturday, man. It's it's been crazy. Like um, it start we started this probably like about I want to say maybe March or maybe April. It's like one part I say March was when it first started out. It started out as like a segment. Um, I was just kind of like a background guy in the back of a segment for uh, one of my friends, Bobby Ballantyne, who's another great great guy to look up. And we just kind of like fell through it, and then we recorded one other segment and we just put it together and after that it became a thing and then people started like catching on to it and they were like yo it's a syndicate gonna put you on like man you need to get on with them and we just went so many different avenues and start included so many more uh people into it man because it's i and then i just never thought it would turn into the thing that it is and people love it <laughs> yeah so tell me uh man so when that like i said when we met we was in Connecticut, so mm-hmm. obviously you wrestled in the Northeast. Uh, first time yeah. I actually seen you was actually in math. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me the difference that you noticed in the business as far as in the Northeast versus the Southeast. Uh, Northeast versus Southeast, uh, well, one thing I would definitely say uh, is more of us. It's more, more <laughs> black wrestlers down South. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've done, like, um, I started out uh, training in Chicopee, Massachusetts. I, I, was, I was trained under Antonio to promise Thomas and another guy, uh, Kevin Landry. And, you know, most times out of, out of many, I was like the only black guy in the class. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, like, uh, as far as like crowds and stuff, I, I guess up north it was like a little more involved. But, you know, that was probably like about maybe 2009, 2010. And just the way that wrestling has kind of expanded and, and, and gotten hot all over again, it's like now I'm kind of seeing that same feel down here in uh, in North Carolina. Like the Carolinas are quite strong right now with a, a ton of talent uh, from different organizations, from PWX to CWF to AML uh, Wrestling or even PCW in South Carolina and, and even in Georgia and then like Fest Wrestling in Florida. It's, it's crazy like how much – talent is like out there like there are many great wrestlers like uh james Drake, anthony henry uh the syndicate uh the gymnasty boys are another big team mm-hmm. uh they're really out there you know even the women's division you got like savannah evans you got uh ariel monroe uh Secretary alexander's wife out there so it's it's a lot of a lot of great talent out there right now and um like I say, on both ends, whether it be in the South, whether it be in the North, I, I think it's a really hot commodity right now. And you got a ton of talent. Even up North, you got Northeast Wrestling. Um, you got Limitless Wrestling in Maine. You got Beyond Wrestling out of uh, Rhode Island and Mass- in the Boston area. It's, 
been a stable for years. I remember when they were first doing shows at the New England Wrestling uh, Pro Wrestling Academy, and their first season with Beyond, like, you know, you had people like Sasha Banks, you had uh, Sugar Duncanton and all them, like, you know, starting out, you know, starting out there. Yeah, man, you know, one of the things that I can appreciate is that we're in the social media era. So a lot of those names I've been privy to just because of, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow Black Wrestling Alliance. Shout out to my guy over there. He's actually from the UK who really gathers a lot of this information. And it's like a healthy database. And he's been like one of the people who's been like supportive and, you know, one of the people, I, you know, kind of, you know, when I put together wrestling for the culture, I would mm-hmm. even, you know, I even put a segment dedicated to him. It's like mm-hmm. the end news section. Whenever there's a new champion that I find out through his company, that's, you know, I always give credit to him. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and um, you know, it's, it, it's really good to see a lot of us in there, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we all in this world together. No mistake, make no mistake about it. But it's really good when you can see a lot of brothers and sisters out there doing their thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, there was actually a picture I posted this past year. We had an event at PWX, and uh, there was a ton of talent in that one picture. It was like myself, uh, Darius Lockhart, who was another big name. He's currently the PWX uh, ITV t- champion. Mm-hmm. Daniel Black, Zuka King, Bobby Valentine, Movie Mike. A lot of guys right here in the Carolinas that are making that statement. And that picture alone, that was. <laughs> That that picture meant a lot. That's one actually one of my favorite pictures in this past year. And just seeing that talent it makes me kind of um, really proud of everybody coming up. Yeah, man. Um, and then, so how long you been in the business? Uh, actually, no. This year, this year technically marks ten years because I I started training in two thousand nine, but uh, my first actual match didn't happen until like two thousand ten, and. Uh, it's crazy now. It's like now I go to most places now, and I'm like, "So who's the vet?" They're like, "You are." I was like, "Really?" I'm like, "I don't feel like." <laughs> I've taken a lot of bumps and bruises, but it's, it's it's amazing. It's almost been ten years now. Now you we brought up a good point. I want to touch on something. Um, organization National Association of Black Journalists. Mm-hmm. You and I are both a part of that. Um, yes. Shout out to Chris Lee. Also, yep. um, I'm uh, he was my former tag partner. <laughs> Right, which I'm going to get into, you know, get into that a little bit. Mm. But um, it's amazing how you could just blink your eyes. You know, last time we saw each other was at NABJ 17 in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of the people coming up to me, a lot of just journalism students or, you know, recent grads was like, can you look over my resume? And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm the vet, you know. So how often do you get that with these younger wrestlers asking you to look over tapes and footage or watch their matches? Uh, like I said, it happens a lot, like, especially with the shows we do now. Um, if I go to a show, like maybe even like a CWF or PWC Pure, you know, everybody always likes to offer advice. And I know there's a lot of kids that are having like maybe their first third match or it's like the first year. And sometimes, like, if you see something that can help them out, then, you know, try to help them as much as possible. Like, uh, I had a kid not too long ago, like, worked the match, but he didn't know too much about being heel. So I kind of, you know, throughout the match, kind of, like, laid in point- pointers, you know. And the thing about it is I've been in that position where, you know, okay, something went wrong in the match. I'm going to beat myself up about it. But I'm like, no, 
as I like to tell any like um, any green kid out there who's just starting out, like basically, don't look at it as as a disappointment or anything. Number one, the first thing is to know that both you and your opponent came out health, healthy. You're fine. Uh, no damage is done, but at the same time, you got to learn from that experience. You got to uh, learn what mistakes you did and how you can better correct them to um, to you know basically build up your skill in the ring. So I I always call it a, a learning experience. I mean, heck, I've been doing this ten years, and there's even still stuff to this day that I still learn. And I'm just like, oh, okay, so I need to do this and show a little bit more, you know. So it's it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's um, we're all here to help each other, to build each other up. So never want to tear anybody down. Now you you talked about you and Chris, uh, your former tag partner. Mm-hmm. Um, now is he still wrestling? Are you guys like I, teaming up sporadically? I know he's been, you know, he's had um, a fortunate incident happen last year. I'm gonna get into that too much, but yeah. um, now, is he uh, still working? No, uh, Chris. Chris is not. Uh, Chris took. Uh, he basically uh, decided to focus more on uh, on the TV side, and you know, uh, you know, basically, um, basically. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, wanted to uh, be steady, like on his personal life, like you know, his building up because you know he also he also has a family. Okay. So you know he he took that, kept with t with TV. Well, basically concentrating on uh on TV, and I know sometimes he gets that itch to get back, and I'm like, come on, man, give me one more match. <laughs> maybe maybe we could convince NABJ to give us a little wrestling panel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you got you, you got him. You know, you guys been in the ring. Obviously, you know, I do the podcast. Uh, there's uh, Ariella Nix up in uh, New York who is a producer. So who knows? You never know what can happen. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, Chrissy is uh, a great brother, and I, he was very talented in the ring. Uh, at one time, it was me, him, and another guy, Aaron Biggs. And at the time, right before uh, he retired from wrestling. It, we were basically known as the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that, that was that was our. We were three guys. <laughs> like we just kind of came out almost like it. <laughs> basically, uh, <laughs> almost every other promo, I would be like, "It's the other day." Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got to send me some video clips because I, I. The thing is, I don't I, know if some of those videos still exist. I know we got pictures, but I don't know if other videos like me and uh. Me and Biggs occasionally we still team up every now and then. We keep on saying like, "But where's Chris Lee?" <laughs> so we tell him like, "He's gonna give us that one last match, one last time, all three of us." So we'll uh, see. Yeah, I, I just remember you um, when you you know the news was broke that you was leaving Connecticut, and you know you told me that mm-hmm. you was excited to go down south, and you know you was gonna be working down there, but you also still get to wrestle. And you that's mm-hmm. the first time you told me about Chris. Next thing you know, I was me and him was Facebook friends, and yeah. You know, I got a chance to meet him in in New Orleans. So, yeah, no, he, he was actually uh, that was actually one of my first matches when I moved back to North Carolina. Like, he, he called me up at the time. Aaron Biggs had uh, gotten injured, and he was like, "Well, I need a tag team partner for a show." And I was like, "Well, look no further." I mean, ain't that, ain't, how cool is that? Like, you know, as soon as you get down, touch down, you know, the phone start yeah. ringing. Yeah, it's, it's it's always funny how I tell people like they're like, so how did you guys meet? Did you guys like meet in North Carolina or whatever? I'm like, no, I I honestly had never. I met Chris randomly. It was the weekend of WrestleMania 29 when it was in New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. 
And I had just been like, I was, I was at WrestleCon that entire weekend. So I walked over to like a Burger King that was like near the, near the venue. And I walked in and I'm like getting ready to order my food. And this guy looks at me, he's like, you know, you look kind of familiar. Like, uh, what's your name? He's like, I'm like Keith Mag. He's like, I think I know you or I know you from certain people. And that was Chris. And ever since then, we've been friends since then. <laughs> wow. You know, it's funny. I was at that, um, WrestleCon, man. It's crazy how, like, you know, our paths didn't cross then. And you was also at WrestleMania 28, I believe, right? In Miami? Yeah, yeah, man. I think I've, uh, what, I'm trying to think. At this point, I've done 24, 25. Um, I'm trying to think. I did 27, 28, 29, and then I just did 33 and 34. Okay. So you doing 35? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be there. Okay, well, I think you. I think uh, that'll make Jonathan's day because he hasn't seen you since you, you know, left the town. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> funny story. That was the the day after I had to break the news to him that wrestling <laughs> was not a shoot, that it was predetermined. Because at five years old, he's sitting there crying because you know how you yeah. leave the town, you leave on your back, you know, hope the yeah. next guy get over. And he's like, I just don't want to see you get hurt. I'm sitting there like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wasn't ready for this conversation yet. (laughs) And then my wife was like, you got to tell him. Oh, see, he's going to be that way all the time. First, it was funny because first it was Bobby Ocean losing in the opener, I think, or Uh, one of the earlier matches. And he just gets mad. So, no. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, that just completely changed the whole day. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's. It's kind of good, like, the emotion is what kind of drives me in the ring. So, you know, as much as, like, you know, the fans, when the fans cheer for you, it's just, I tell people it's, like, an overwhelming feeling and whatnot that you can't even explain. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone through, I've come to shows, I've been beat up, I've been hurt, but the minute, like, I hear my music hit and I go through that curtain, it all fades away. <laughs> so is, is it that you can understand when a guy like a Ric Flair can't give it up? And they still got a head itch to have that match or just come down that aisle, that that adrenaline rush that people talk oh, about. Oh yeah, man. It's it's crazy. Like the feeling you just get doing these shows is like I I everybody that's I you know, all my friends outside of wrestling, like they always ask me, like, well, how's it feel and all this stuff? Like like when you're coming through, I was like, it's it's an undescribable feeling because um I'll say, like, even, like, the bigger shows I do, like, when I'm coming down there and I'm seeing, like, crowds of thousands and hundreds and whatnot, mm-hmm. and the kids just got their arms out, like, wanting to high-five you and whatnot, and I'm just like, I want to try to high-five every last person, but at the same time, I'm like, I know I got a job to do getting in this ring. Heck, half the time, if anybody that's ever seen me wrestle, they know, basically, I get blown up just from my entrance because it's just so much energy I try to give off from that, and then I'm like, crap, I got to wrestle now? <laughs> So, was it like when you, you know, I saw you, um, we was at the same Monday Night Raw. Um, mm. The first time I remember I had just surprised Jonathan. It was the Raw after Money in the Bank 2014. Mm. When you called it, you said that would be the Miz and Jericho coming back. I think it was. <laughs> and uh, it was the night AJ came back and won beat Page for the title. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to our friend Maya, who was there. Um, also, yeah, because I remember she texted me, and at the time she didn't know we knew each other. And she said, I'm going to a wrestling match tonight. I said, Okay, cool, I'm going too. She said, Yeah, my friend got tickets. And then I see her, like, you guys were like in the same section, but just like the next hour over. And I said, Oh, yeah, you here with Keith? She said, Yeah, that's who I was going with. (laughs) Um, but you know, that that was the first time, like, 
when I saw like the kids run up to you. Now here, you're not even on the show. Folks, he wasn't even on the show. He wasn't an extra. We, you know, and we saw a couple of little kids just running and so, shot, 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 shot. <laughs> now me, I hadn't been to one of your matches yet. So I didn't uh, know that was like your theme music. I had seen like clips, but yeah. I didn't, you know, but you had to, what's that feeling like? We had a wrestling show and you yeah. see fans come up to you. I've had that at a wrestling show. It's, I ain't been a wrestling show, like, going to a WWE event, but even sometimes, like, you know, just normally going to a store or something, and somebody's like, hey, we remember you from this show that was in this town or whatnot. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. It's like, I, I you know, I think that's the main thing about it. Like, in wrestling, if you can make an impact and make people remember you, remember that certain thing about you, mm-hmm. it's, it's always a good thing. It's even just like, you know, hey, it, they're going to see, like, all these matches. They're going to see all these spots throughout the night, but if they can remember that one distinct thing, I even say this, like I had a match last night in Augusta, Georgia. And the one thing, uh, a woman actually came up to me. I was like sitting in the crowd watching the rest of the show. And this woman had her two little kids and she, uh, I gave one of the kids my glasses coming out. And even before the glasses, the kid, like she said, her kids were like super like hyped when I came out, just like, you know, having fun with them, just doing my dancing and all that stuff like that. And the fact that I can leave that type of pressure, like they, that's the number one thing that they remember coming out of that. Mm-hmm. that and I'm doing my job and it's an undescribable feeling. Like I said, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I'm like, you know, me and, uh, and people in like my normal life know me, like I'm a very humble guy. Like, you know, I, I'm very thankful for all opportunities and experiences. Now, what's it like now when you're out there and, I always wondered this, right? And it's so cool to be able to have a friend you can just ask all these questions that you couldn't ask. Because that's something that Bret Hart, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, would do, right? Yeah. Like, is it just random? Or do you sometimes kind of know before, like, if you see somebody out there, he's like, you know what, that's going to be the person to get the glasses or just... You know, have you ever felt bad? Like, oh, man, this person was cheering louder or something <laughs> well, like that. Been- well, basically, when I when I come out, I'll come out, I'll get all super hype, high-five everybody around, I'll, I'll run the ring, and then, you know, the, the chorus line for my show, for my song, for my theme song kicks in. That that happens, you know, I pull the glasses, but then I basically just kind of, I do a combination. Like, my interest is a combination of Bret Hart, the Macho Man, and uh, Hulk Hogan. And basically, it's like, you know, I'm coming out with the Macho Man, like, glasses, I'm doing the whole Bret Hart gig, giving the glasses to the kid. But at the same time, I do the Hulk Hogan to each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, I just pop for whoever's the loudest. And I'll just see, like, you know, the first kids in a row. And it's it's very random. It's very, very random. Or, you know, if I know it's a show where it's like a charity show, mm-hmm. and, you know, we got those kids who are either, you know, autistic, handicapped, or special needs or, um, or whatnot, then you, you, I'm always going to end up going for them because – uh, that's one of the huge things with me in wrestling. Like I, I'm a huge supporter of special needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like for me outside of uh, work and outside of wrestling, I do a lot of volunteer work with the Special Olympics. So, uh, like I say, it's a, <laughs> it's always a challenge because I swear I've seen kids almost fight over them glasses, <laughs> and I'm I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna make a smart decision, and then. It always is worse when I like give it to one kid who's like, and then their sibling season and they start crying. Yeah, oh, man. The but then at the same time, it also works in my favor because then, like, by the time I come to intermission, 
they were coming running to the merch table like got any more than glasses because this other kid's gonna cry if he doesn't get compared to I was like, <laughs> wow that's awesome man so how has being um in the television business helped you as far as your in-ring work and working the hard cam uh it helps a lot because i know it's basically the placement for where i need to be basically showing emotion showing my face a lot of times when uh you know certain scenarios happen it was something i really had to learn and people say that you know especially with the faces that i usually make and whatnot it's always often a good reaction wherever i go and it's also um you know just being aware of your surroundings and whatnot and then it's also helped me like you know promo wise like you know how i started put me on and whatnot so you know, knowing the placements, like, giving these scenarios and, and how we wanted to look and not look like, you know, rinky-dink, like, hey, I just filmed this little thing on my cell phone. It looks super crappy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to bring that, that you know, good production value to it to make it almost kind of like, you know, somewhat almost kind of like a being a lead almost. Okay. So let me ask you this. After wrestling, do you plan to, like, do you plan to stay in the business forever? And I mean, like, when you decide, you know what, it's time to stop doing this physically, do you plan to maybe do booking or producing or anything backstage? Uh, anything I probably see myself doing a lot of backstage, maybe even a lot of social media. Uh, might even give, my, give a hand at finally doing a commentary. Uh, I've only done it like a handful of times, so... Uh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I, I think that's one of the things I like doing outside of um, wrestling now because I help with a lot of guys' promos. Okay. Uh, we had a, it wasn't too long ago, I they had guys that were filming a promo for whatever promotion that they were working for. And they were like, hey, we want to shoot this way. And I'm like, well, that's good, but let's shoot it this way so you get more of this. And the next thing you know, we saw the version that they shot first and they were like, oh. Then we shot it again. They were like, way better. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just being able to put have that emphasis because of you know my background in TV, it really helps and basically helps them you know get built up and people are gonna be like, oh, well, I really want to check, you know, I really want to watch this. Yeah, man, I can imagine. Now, did you? How did it feel? I gotta ask you this because we're kind of the same boat in this one. How did you feel when ESPN started doing more of the um, TV stuff, the WWE stuff after you left? I got it. it. Do you know how hard it was trying to find Monday Night Raw when I'm working a Monday Night Football game? <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, can I find a live feed on the on the internet now? I'm like, back then, you know, before everybody started doing like Streamline on their websites, it was like, you know, we had to find like those backup sites and whatnot. And then I think it was like a year later, I came up to Connecticut. It was actually on a Monday. And I'm walking through the halls and I'm like, I know they ain't Monday Night Raw. Like, yeah, we get the we get the feed in every Monday. Mm-hmm. I was like, where was this like five years ago? <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, but it's, it's been good. Like, I, I'll even admit with um, working at ESPN, it's actually allowed me to at least meet two of my heroes um, who are one being Hulk Hogan. Uh, and then I also had the pleasure of uh, also meeting The Rock twice. Yeah, I'm still mad about that one. <laughs> Because I, I, I was like, it was super random. And it, was no. it was surprising. Like uh, the second time, uh, the second time he met me, he actually remembered me, and I was like, "Oh wow!" I thought he was gonna be like, "Oh, I, I don't really know you, kid." But no, he's. If you've ever met him, like he is really super humble. Well, yeah, I was happy. I, no, let me get it straight. 
I was happy for everybody who met him. I was mad because I kept asking, when am like when am I going? You know where to go, basically, right? Mm. And I still to this day think maybe I should have just forego that intramural softball game <laughs> and, and just stuck around campus because one of my coworkers, I ain't gonna you know I ain't gonna put her name out there. I mean she don't work for the company no more, but I just just be on the safe side. Mm. Uh, she said I'm gonna meet him, and she just kind of snuck off and found her way to him. And she mm-hmm. said, I told you she just stuck with me. And I was still to this day, like, if I had just did that, you know. <laughs> um, Maya, who we was talking about earlier, she was out of town. And she had said, if I was just there, you would have met him because I would have made sure I brought you to the interview that I would have had with him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what was cool, um, I, don't know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but right around the time when they had switched, um, they kind of made some changes our sports center and it was giving her getting to the the i was on the social media team mm-hmm. they um it was a guy glenn jacobs ironically he, who was a wrestling fan mm-hmm. he was taking over and he had told me that when when you know he was meeting with all of us all of us on the social team like having like one-on-ones somehow mm-hmm. or another it came up i was a wrestling fan and mm-hmm. he said man we got roflo here we got todd grissom and we got coach we got to mm-hmm. do something wrestling related and I said, it's funny, your name is Glenn Jacobs, and that's Kane's shoot name. He said, yeah, yeah but he's a lot bigger than me. <laughs> and the day before, um, you know, the, what was it, the week before, um, the, my last week was the week Brock Lesnar came up there when he was mm-hmm. giving face Taker at SummerSlam. So he was doing the, you know, the car wash. And yeah. I, I kind of politicked my way. I said, look, uh, I told my supervisor, I said, look, you got somebody closing, you got two people at night, and you got two people in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. I could kind of help out with the morning because I, I could help with the wrestling stuff. And he thought about it. He said, you know what? Because he was a huge wrestling fan. Shout out to him. He gave me the Daniel Bryan Yes book. Um, mm-hmm. He said, go ahead. You know, you can come in early. And he helped. I was allowed to help produce the social media content for Brock. Um, but I was like, man, you know. He and I, when I put my notice in, I got the word that I was going to go to some. I was scheduled to go to SummerSlam that year mm-hmm. because he said, "Well, you're the only person who hasn't gone anywhere." He said, "This would have been perfect for you." Then I'm like, "Man!" And then WrestleMania 32, I see him standing in the middle of the ring while they're testing the Rock's entrance music, and <laughs> I was like, "Ah!" And that's probably like the only time I regret leaving Connecticut. But uh, it was just weird. Like I'm like, "Man!" Like you leave, I leave. Suddenly, fast forward, they're doing all this WWE content. <laughs> yeah, like I, I kept in contact with Coach every now and then, and um, we talked to him. I remember I ran into him. I can't remember which mania it was, but I ran into him. And we talked for a minute. And I was like, "It's amazing, like how you got this thing like really taking off and whatnot." So, and then uh, I know he just he left like about what almost about two three years ago now. Mm-hmm. I, every, every time, like me and him would talk, like. He'd also tell me some stories from the road back in the day, and the um, coach is really a cool, down earth guy. Same thing with uh, Ty Grisham. He was anytime I'd uh, ask any questions or anything like that, he'd always uh, be down to tell me anything, or even coach. He'd give me some pointers and whatnot on uh, promos and stuff. So oh, that's awesome, man. Because yeah, I, I had my mark out moments, if you want to call it, with both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grisham, it was um, right after I had prompted for him. I told him, I said, "Look, I said." 
I just want to let you know, I said today was an honor working with you because I um huge fan and, you know, I watched you and he's like, oh man, he said, told me he's like great seven years he had with the company. Coach, I needed to do a um uh Instagram video and it was mm-hmm. about the MLB All-Star game. And because it was the Kansas City Royals had about seven players or six players that were like top vote getters, I asked him to, you know, he'd lend his voice and he'd do the voiceover. And then he was like, sure, you know. And then afterwards, I told him. And then he kind of hinted then. He said, oh, yeah, WWE fan, we got some stuff coming up. And that was before they started doing all the WWE the, uh, top rope stuff. Yeah. And so, but, you know, it kind of hinted. And then, of course, you know, there was Robert Flores who he would oh, yeah. sit there and I would try to get my work done. And Rob would be like, hey, Brian, come here. You know, uh, come look at this. We, you know, that's when Periscope first came out. You remember Tyler yeah. Breeze was oh, on. Yeah. He was like, yeah, come look at this. I was like, Robert, I got to work on your show. Like, this is, I know, this is. Trust me, the, the many times I had to work on it because, you know, I was in the, in the studio with them. Yeah. Time, and Ro, so in between commercial breaks, it'd be me and Ro Flo, like, talking wrestling <laughs> or like rap. We got done with whatever uh, show we got done. We'd be out in the hallway and be there for like almost an extra hour talking and i was uh, happy for him like uh i think it was it not too long ago he did uh commentary for one of the impact wrestling yeah mm-hmm. i was happy to see him do that and i was glad i was hoping he was going to be doing a lot more but uh yeah roflo was a huge fan like every time i would uh for, th- for those at work i sometimes i would uh send like you know links to, to watch the pay-per-view and <laughs> he was one of the top <laughs> on that list <laughs> yeah man <laughs> Uh, meet up in the cab and talk about you know everything on the pay per view the next day. So that's that's the one thing most people didn't know. Like at ESPN before it started like doing more WWE. Like you know you go to the website now and there's a WWE section. Mm-hmm. You know most people think like it just talks mainly WWE, but it also talks about all the stuff that's going on in the Indies too. Did you remember being there during any time any big wrestling news broke, like a movement or perhaps like a wrestling death? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, for me, I don't think there was a a big moment. I think bef- years before I started working at ESPN, I was working in local news in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and I remember like that was around the time with the whole Chris Benoit situation. Oh wow! Yeah, that was that was a day because everybody in the whole entire building knew I was like the big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So it's. <laughs> It's crazy. That's the one day when all like the editors and news producers are asking me like five million questions on everything. Like, did you ever have these signs before when you went to shows and blah blah? I was like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, oh it, wow. It, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's like, uh, you know, when when people know that you're either you know a wrestler or you know that wrestling guy at work mm-hmm. and subject in the news, then all of a sudden it's all pointed to you. It even goes to this day, and I swear this is like the thing that almost everybody has. If anybody that's been a um, wrestler worker, and you got your friends outside of wrestling, and then they'll send you this clip of some wrestling thing or a botch or whatever, and you've seen it already, but they will constantly, <laughs> you'll be the first one that they will tag on Facebook, yep. Instagram or whatever, or Twitter. And I'll be like, yes, I've seen it five million times. If I see the Michael Jackson DDT one more time. Yep. <laughs> It is crazy. It's like, you know, trying to respond. And then um, I've actually done some things lately where I've, I've actually kind of utilized wrestling into uh, work where I've actually, for the past two years, uh, currently I work like with on the, for the SEC network. 
and uh, one of the shows I work on is the Paul Feinbaum show. Mm-hmm. That show, uh, every time around football season, like in about August, we try to predict who's going to be like the top draw for like you know for the SEC championship. So what I decided to do about two years ago, I was like, hey, how about this? How about we get about you know fourteen guys because they're fourteen schools. Have each guy put on a different school shirt representing that school, and we have a battle royal that basically tells that can uh, basically give us a prediction or outcome of who you think is going to be the SEC champ. And now for the second year running and almost going into our third year, we're doing the fine bomb uh, battle royal. Yeah, I watched that, and you know it's funny because I I knew that was you. Yeah, <laughs> little bit. I, the, the, the first yeah the first year the first year we did it. I, I actually couldn't make it the night I was supposed to participate in that battle royal, but oh, that man. same night that they were that they were planning to tape it, I ended up having a commitment at, at um as an extra at Ring of Honor. <laughs> so oh, okay. I was like, ah, this is a big opportunity. I'm like, ah, it's kind of hard to decide. And then uh, the second year. We ended up doing it, and then I'm, I'm there like, oh, we're going to put Georgia over. And I'm like, well, who's going to be Georgia? Then they all look at me. I'm like, ah, I don't want to be Georgia. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. And then I'm just like, okay, I guess we're doing this. I'm like, everybody knows <laughs> that we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah. next year, I was like, next year, I can't, I, I can't be that guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's funny. Uh, did you know Rob Snyder, Robbie Snyder? Robbie, yeah, no, Robbie, yeah, no, Rob Snyder. He's another guy we always talk wrestling. Yeah, it's funny because you know with him being a CBS. Um, whenever they have like a wrestling reference, I always know that's him. And as I've met him actually, like at a party one night, mm-hmm. and you know, you know how it is at ESPN. It's always that random party or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I met him, and somehow or another, I don't know if I had a wrestler shirt. You know, what? I did. I had a rock. The rock shirt on with the mm-hmm. um, the Brahma bull with the flag, mm-hmm. and somehow or another we started talking, and I was like, "Dude, you know, you look like Kerry Von Eric," and he started. <laughs> um, but then you know, I, I probably didn't see him no more until when I went to social media. I remember they kept talking. I was like, "Yeah, well, Rob was here. He was the big wrestling guy, and this, this, that, and the other." And um, you know, we started following each other on Twitter. Um, but it's funny whenever I see something on CBS, I'm like. That's Rob. I know he did that. You know, I think when they did their, um, you know, when remember how the old Royal Rumble entrance used to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did something like that, you know. It was like, when I see that, or if I see something on SEC Network, I'm like, yep, that's Keith. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny how, like, I, me and my buddy Glenn from the Wrestling Marks of Excellence, you met Glenn, I believe, at uh, WrestleMania 33. Um, mm-hmm. we, we always have a saying that everybody at one point in time was a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, you, like you said, you always find that people will send you that clip, you know, um, pretty sure you got the one, especially nowadays with these kids who they get, if they, I, I, a lot of times I'm jealous, I'm like, man, if we had just had videos, video phones back in the day, we would have been making these type of videos. But <laughs> a, a lot of times they are, you know, they make these cool videos and they put the Jim Ross entrance, uh, I mean, Jim Ross commentary and the music behind it. Mm-hmm. And whenever somebody makes those videos, you know, I'll get tagged in it like 20 million times. <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy. It's, yeah, I'm like, at the same time, I always had to remember, like, before, you know, I, I became a wrestler, I was a wrestling fan first. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I'm going to just go ahead and, uh, you know, start wrapping this up, man. What's the um, what's the one thing you're looking forward to the most in 2019? Uh, 2019, hopefully more experiences, uh, working a lot more places, um, doing a lot more traveling. And uh, like I said, got some big things coming up, uh, even with some uh, bigger names, like even this, this past year. Finally made uh, my WWE debut as an extra. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> as the Undertaker in the House of Hardy. <laughs> and then, I know that was really cool, man. Yeah, it was it was a fun experience. It really was, and um, I'm hoping to do more. Uh, hopefully with WWE or um, you know next weekend Ring of Honor's here in Charlotte, uh, and then in a few weeks after that we got uh, New Japan Wrestling. Making oh wow! Charlotte premiere here. So that's that's a huge experience, especially coming off of uh, Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, a lot of great experiences, man. And then, um, like I said, this Saturday I got PWX Pure making my um, – I'll, I'll probably say, like, my singles debut. <laughs> okay. It's not, not my first time, but my singles debut for uh, for Pure, and we'll see if I finally get put on <laughs> um, with the syndicate or, you know, we'll see what the future holds. All right, well, we uh, definitely go oh, – go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like this year is definitely a year of uh, doing a couple changes. Just trying to um, step my game up, and uh, like I said, I'm glad for a lot of people that have helped me along the way within this past year. Uh, I've been doing a lot more training. I actually started training with uh, Lodi. If you remember Lodi from WCW, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, shout out to Brad Lodi, uh, great guy. And then uh, shout out to High Spots and uh, all their staff and all their students, like definitely helped me along the way cool man well definitely i keep i definitely appreciate you taking the time we finally able to get this done but this definitely can't be the last time oh yeah uh, <laughs> all you gotta do is just hit me up i'm, I'm here man yeah man appreciate it ladies and gentlemen the party starter the <laughs> mac where can they keep up with you on social media before i let you uh, go so, social media man you can just hit me up on, on facebook it's party starter mac or keith m-a-c-k or um, on my Insta, Twitter, uh, it's mainly just KMAC, J-U-S-T-K-M-A-C. That's usually you can catch me. Um, I also have, uh, if you go on YouTube, we got Team Mac TV. Uh, that is my my channel. You can catch matches. You can catch episodes of Put Me On. Um, that's where I'm at, man. So. All right, folks, so make sure you uh, tweet him. Make sure you let the syndicate know. Put him on, folks. I mean, it's only right. You know, it's only right. You got to do it for the culture. (laughs) Hey, man, that's all. That's all I want to do. Just get put on, man. I pop for the culture. There we go. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the Mac, give it up for him, folks. All right, folks, that will do it. Another great interview. Always a pleasure to catch up with your good friends that you meet who you find out who are into wrestling just as much as you are and in this case somebody who's actually gone a step further and gotten inside the ring so make sure you are following him at like he said at just k mac make sure you subscribe to the wrestling realm as you see we have a big year coming up already a lot of content and it's not even january 10th yet so make sure you check out this week's episode of break it down with brian h make sure you checked out this week's wrestling for the culture and if you didn't already make sure you checked out my interview with amber rodriguez so until the next time folks i'm brian h waters so long everybody